You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Okay, so I'm joined with my husband, Nick, and brother, Tyler. Hi. Hello. This is the first podcast of the year. We had Tyler on the podcast last year where we talked about his journey to through adversity to now being a pitcher in the Washington Nationals organization. So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely check that one out. But we figured with everyone having New Year's resolutions, maybe getting into fitness or trying to ramp up your fitness goal... This is the time of the year that is usually very popular for that. So we kind of want to go through things that you're going to want to know, starting from basic level all the way up to expert. Are you laughing? Because let Tala in if you want. This is We're recording this in the middle of the snowstorm and Tala is having a frenzy outside. So if you hear some scratching and whining, that's because she wants to go in and wants to go out. So, okay, to start basic level, level what would you think? What would you guys consider things that people should know if you're kind of just starting out? I would say make a plan. So if you have no idea what to do, maybe say I'm going to start exercising three to five days a week and this is going to be my schedule. I'm going to go either in the mornings because this works with my schedule or I'm going to go after work because that's what's going to work for me. Like find a time and kind of hold yourself to a, a period of time that you feel like you're going to exercise, what would you say is important? I'd say set goals. That's the number one thing. If you have nothing that you're shooting for, um, you know, it's easy to stay inconsistent uh, as opposed to sticking to the plan in place. So if you have a goal that you want to set, whether that's losing a certain amount of pounds or, you know, deadlifting or squatting a certain amount of weight, I think it's important to know where you want to get. Um, and that helps with the consistency piece. That's what helped me personally. Yeah, that's true. What about you? Yeah, I would say, um, consistency is key. Um, just kind of like adding to what you said is like trying to get like whatever it's three or five times a week. I would say that's the most important thing and making sure that you have a plan when you go in. I mean, it's when you have, when you're consistent with your lifts, that's the most important thing. Like going in one week once and then the next week, like six, I mean, it's so good that you're getting in there, but. Uh, you need to be consistency is, is the best to reach goals and to ultimately get bigger, get lose weight, whatever you're trying to attain. Yeah. Showing up, I think is more than half the battle. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what fades. Like everybody's very excited in January to go out and do their workout program or start doing something, lose weight because they want to feel better because they probably didn't feel super great during the holidays. But that dies off quickly. Whereas when you have goals, you, you're not going to accomplish that in a few weeks. Yeah. So that's what's going to, I think, keep you pushing. And the consistency piece can be scalable. If that looks like two to three days a week, then great. Then that looks like two to three days a week. But if that looks like four to five days a week, great. That looks like four to five days a week for you. And maybe we can listen to this podcast. will help you troubleshoot what you want to look for. I personally think that Every single day we should be doing something that's active, whether you're walking, you're moving your body in some type of way. I think you should do that every single day. But in terms of a structured workout, maybe your weight training or going to a class or something, I think that should look anywhere from two to four days a week. 
on average. Would you guys agree? Yeah, for sure. Something that popped into my head uh, while you're describing that is I think taking pictures of yourself is important um, to see and notice progress. I forget what the stat is, but I think it's like after six months, you might not even notice a difference to yourself looking in the mirror and you look at yourself every single day. Um, That can, I guess, correlate with form as well. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to, you know, have a better squat or deadlift or bench or, you know, whatever the case may be, recording yourself at the first of the year and then checking in on yourself every couple months is important to track. Did you have anything, Ty, that you wanted to add? To what Nick just said? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a little different, but uh, I guess it's kind of going on kind of what you're saying about like all, always having the New Year's resolutions and kind of adding to how people don't stick to them and all the excuses that people make. It's like, oh, I work all day. I'm too tired afterwards. Uh, I, I think, it, I mean, excuses. It, if you really want to see a change in your health and your body, you can find a way. There's always enough time. I don't care if you're working seven to five, seven to seven, there's, you can wake up early and get something in. It doesn't have to be every day, but I mean, that's just what kind of my pet peeve is when I hear people say, Oh, I don't have time or I'm too tired after work. You can find a way, um, whether it's before work or just, you know, do it after it's not that big of a deal. That just kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I definitely feel like that because in chiropractic school, when I had to be in clinic from eight to six and, I would work out at 6 a.m. and I was exhausted. Like I knew that I was more of a morning person, so that worked for me. Whereas I wouldn't, I don't want to work out later. And I figured that out really early. I'm much more productive in the morning. And going kind of off that too, where people feel tired and maybe they don't want to do it. Well, the healthier that you start to get, the more just natural energy that you'll have in the beginning. I talk a lot about circadian rhythm. Uh, every single day I wake up at the same time, I go to bed around the same time. And that's because I have a healthy circadian rhythm. My mitochondria work really good. So that everything falls together. Whereas, yeah, if you're eating crappy, you're not feeling your body with good ingredients, you probably are going to feel tired. You're on a caffeine break all day long. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully most people that are listening to this have kind of taken that initiative. So in terms of beginner levels, I mean, do you both remember what you kind of started following when you first started? I mean, I feel like I would just kind of find programs online or through school we had some too that that I would follow but even even I would argue I know some people are like you need to go in and you need to go into the program I agree because you need some most people need something structured if, especially if you have goals but say there's someone who's literally just kind of going from machine to machine or picking up some dumbbells or whatever I would I know this is controversial. I would still say that that's better than not going in at all even though they don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have a plan like they're not doing progressive overload. They're not doing anything where they're percentage wise, but I would still say that going in and still doing something intentional is better than not doing anything because you don't have a plan and you don't have anything to follow. Yeah. I would, as far as like, if we're going really, really beginner wise, I would first just, all it takes a little Google search just to kind of what it takes to like kind of set up a program. There's, there's more than enough free programs out there. I know there's, I've never followed, but I've seen before about like, I think pen and paper, um, is workouts they have really good stuff just being able to know like the, how to separate your days um when you if you're weight training and just finding simple um exercises you can do it, it's it's not there's a lot you can find on google yeah i agree i, I mean you found your stuff on google right Nick? yeah in the beginning um i think the main message you guys have been working out very very long and i mean what 
beginning of high school or something like that. I think I, I started around, in like seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. Seventh, yeah. So I when I first started, it was pretty much my freshman year in college. I worked out for like a summer when I yeah. was in high school, but wasn't anything special. I think it was like P90X. I think it's important to find out what you like and how you like to work out. There are people that like to train like athletes. If you're a former athlete, you know, got out of the gym for a little bit. Um, not used to the training, maybe your eating got off or something along the lines like that. And, you know, you rediscover your love of how to train in a certain way, um, whether it be CrossFit, kettlebells, you know, marathon running. Okay, we just had to pause because Tala... I, I couldn't focus that last part. Tala was whining. Um, main message I was trying to get out. Oh, you started? Ex- experiment with a number of different things. It might take some time to find what you like. Um I guess have an open mind is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And I definitely am biased. I think that every single person, no matter your age, should be strength training. Like there's some people that if the, if cardio is what makes them happy, then great. Then they should they should move in whatever way makes them happy. But I think doing some form of a resistance training and building lean muscle extremely is, important is going to be important for every single person. If you are a young athlete, if you are looking to get quote toned, if you're looking to um, support your bone mass postmenopausal because your estrogen is low. If you're looking to raise your testosterone because you're an aging male, like t- strength training is important and I would argue essential for every single person. Well, I mean, the common misconception is that to lose weight, you need to do cardio. Right. Where actually, many studies have shown that it's resistance strength training that is what does that. So I, that's what I think people, especially needing that message, need to know. It's like you you running on the on the, on the the treadmill for an hour, like, that's still really good that you're doing that. And, um, but at the end of the day, if you're trying to lose weight, you need to have some sort of resistance training. Yeah. yeah. Because when you, when you do cardio, you know, a, a Peloton class or whatever, not saying those aren't great, but you're burning those amount of calories just for that session. But when you're strength training, your body's using so many calories to rebuild that muscle tissue that you just essentially broke down. That's essentially what strength training is. You're building, you're breaking down your muscle to build it up. So that is metabolic all day long. And I, a question that we got that we'll get into kind of questions is, okay, you're a little bit more intermediate or advanced. How do you work in strength and cardio? Um, so, I mean, I'd say I aim for like three to four days of strength training. I'd say even, I'd say four to five for, moderate. I used to do like six or seven. That was excessive and that was too much. But I I try to work out four to five days a week. So one of those is maybe going to be like more circuit or cardio. Like I've been working hit here and there. Maybe I'll do, I'll do something more cardio, but you can incorporate cardio even in your workouts. You can do like a circuit at the end. You can give yourself less rest. You can incorporate EMOMs, which is an every minute on the minute of exercises. Um, you can walk. I like walking or biking before or after a workout. How do you guys incorporate or kind of conditioning with an, uh, strength training so that you can be more well-rounded, especially you, Ty, being obviously an athlete? Well, I mean, for me, my workouts are, I have a, a plan I'm going, I have, um, my days are separated. I have single, I have days where I do strength training and I have days where I do more, cardio-based stuff um, being Wednesdays and Saturdays, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I do more strength stuff. Um, those Wednesday, Saturdays are not just cardio. It's, it's, it's everything kind of tailored to me what I need for a baseball player, but 
for people who can only find themselves getting in a gym, you know, three, four times a week, five times a week, I think just going for a walk on the treadmill for 15 to 20 minutes after a workout, I think is more, is definitely more than enough than what you need to do to get in cardio, but you definitely can do more, but that's your press for time. I think that's a perfect solution. No, I agree. And maybe put it on incline. I did that today or for a warm up. Stepper is very good. I like yeah. the stepper. Yep. Yeah. I usually do cardio, uh, before only because I don't sweat a ton during mm-hmm. my workouts. Yeah. I like I, to, and get, I need warmed to up. get warm and yeah. hot before I do sweat. I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter if I'm sweating, you know, during a, a strength training workout, but like, I like the feeling like it leaves me, I don't know. Yeah. In a I better agree. mindset after. Yeah, I agree. So in terms of, okay, that's kind of helping people maybe with a schedule. Now, what are some things on the other side of fitness that we would consider, I guess, recovery or helping us kind of get the most of our results. And I feel like, I mean, we didn't start here when we were in seventh grade or when we were 12 years old learning to wait. I think the first thing that I started was post-workout nutrition. I would do like chocolate milk because the milk has carbs, it's got protein. And then that was kind of where I first started. And now it's more, I'm really prioritizing a nutrient-dense meal. I'm really prioritizing protein post-workout. Sometimes I'll supplement with it. Sometimes I really don't need it because I get enough in my nutrition, I'd say I, as a female looking to gain lean muscle, I aim for 30 to 40 grams of protein three times a day. So, I mean, you guys are obviously different. You're probably like 50 to 60 grams a meal, but I can easily hit that in a post-workout meal. So I don't necessarily see the need to supplement. If that meal is not going to be sufficient, I will. But otherwise I, I have definitely trans changed because I used to religiously take a post-workout supplement, post-workout carbs in a dextrose form and a whey protein, which I have nothing against whey proteins if they're clean they, and they work for me. Um, what do you guys, what would, what do you do post-workout? Uh, I mean, there's a variety of things I do post-workout. I mean, just the simplest thing you can do for recovery is just what the fuel you put in your body. Yeah. Going on to that. I mean, as far as me, I'm always trying to gain, I'm always gaining muscle, gaining weight. Um, I'm always at least trying to get at least a uh, gram of protein for body weight, usually gram and a half, depending on, but like a lot of that has to do that. A lot of that helps with my recovery. Um, what I eat prior to my workout and what I eat prior, like afterwards, I think that has a lot to do with how I recover. I can feel that when I have a good meal, I can feel it. If I happen to have a cheat meal, it's kind of night and day as far as what I see when I eat. Yeah. So the, if it fits your macros, doesn't necessarily, I mean, I know you didn't really do that. Like the, we did that. Whereas okay, you can eat anything as long as it kind of fits what macros you need to eat. That doesn't probably, that was not the best thing in terms of like recovery and results. I see greater results now in terms of strength, in terms of how I look, how I feel. And I don't even count my macros. I just prioritize nutrient dense foods. And you especially, Ty, since you've really like, I don't know, you've always, we've always eaten clean, but now you're eating to a point where like you're eating liver daily. You're you really like you don't really do any like processed carbohydrate or anything like have you noticed how that affects you? oh yeah i mean it's night and day especially considered like now that i'm home i can control everything that i eat basically compared to when i'm on the road sometimes playing it's it's like okay well i'm starving and this is what i have to eat i gotta eat it right it's a it's a big difference. I, I noticed with my sleep, with my, how my body feels. Oh yeah. Cause like you wear everything. whoop. Cause so you can see how your HRV is affected. Well, it's, it's, it's that, but it's also just how I feel when I wake up and how, and if I got a deep sleep or not, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, anecdotally, you know, we've done years of IIFYM or whatever it is in, in college. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, my recovery, energy, sleep, you name it, is so much better than when it was when we were just putting, you know, crap in our body. And I think everyone can speak to that. Yeah. That does it. And, you know, there are going to be things that come out where like, oh, IIFYM can help you get to your goal. Well, if that's I mean, weight loss, if that's if that's weight loss, and if you're looking to invest in your body, you, you need to start, you know, cleaning up where you source your food from. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's just I feel like a no-brainer. That's a huge part of what we talk about on the podcast. Um, what are so some other things I guess that we implement? Sauna use has been something that we've been doing for about two years. I noticed really great benefits from the sauna personally. I mean, blood flow, detox support, but I mean, muscle recovery is amazing. But then cold plunge, that's actually why I feel so tired right now. We, we did a cold plunge in uh, the pond that was probably, I don't know, 30. We should have brought a thermometer out there. We could go bring it out. It's probably cold plunges. You, you see it everywhere and everybody's doing it. But the reason that everybody's doing it is because it is so good for you, especially the hot, cold contrast of hot with like a workout or a sauna or bath and then cold. I've talked about that a lot, but the, that I feel like that's something that I remember I was so sore one time over the summer and we, I, we did a cold plunge and the next day I felt, I felt amazing. I felt so much less sore, so much less inflamed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if you have access to a sauna and ice bath or cold shower, hot and cold shower, uh, mixing it up between the temperatures is, is crucial to to recovery. I mean, if, if you have access to it, absolutely take advantage of that. I would say if you're just starting out and you're like, oh my God, I need to do all these things like to get results. No, like we're talking on multiple levels here. I mean, we've been on this journey A for a decade of experience. Yeah. A very long time. I did not start doing just jumping in a cold pond when there's an Arctic front coming through. Um, <laughs> but so I don't want people to feel overwhelmed, but I want people to know like wherever you're at, you have possibilities in terms of what you can do to level up what you're doing. Yeah. And these are just things that can help you. And it depends on how much you want to honestly, could because these things take time. And yet again, go back to my point before saying, Oh, I don't have time to work out. Well, will you have time to do this other recovery stuff? That's totally up to you as far as how much you want to optimize your health. Yeah. I'd say mobility is something and um, yoga and stretching and prioritizing days off is something that I've really noticed a huge benefit from. I mentioned earlier, I mean, when I first was working out, I remember there were some days in college too that Jazzy and I would be, my roommate and I, we would be literally going to the gym seven days a week and going to practice. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then I uh, hurt my back horribly, which of course. And then even after that, I would work out sometimes six, seven days in a week. And for me, I just really learned that that's just, more is not always better. Uh, sometimes less is more, especially when it comes to strength training so that you can optimally recover. And each workout, it's not just half-ass. You're like, you're not tired. You Every time I go in, I'm like, okay, this is my, this is, you know, session four or five on the week. This is great. Like I, I've got time and I feel recovered. So I like to do usually like two to three days on, a day off, two days on. And then I usually take Thursdays and Sundays off and then more if I need to. But that was huge for me. It was really taking days off. And on my days off, I just will walk. 
that's pretty much it. Walk or maybe I'll do like yoga, but it's it's very gentle. I think listening to your body is key, but not coming up with excuses. Yes. Um, yes. Because you want to listen to your body and you'd rather be on the couch and watch TV all day. That, that's different. You know, if, if you're sore from an intense leg workout or whatever the case may be, you know, maybe not hit legs for a couple of days, but you can still complete upper body or, or go on walks or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be different because if you're just starting out and working muscles, you haven't worked in a while or ever before, um, it comes with experience. But again, it comes back to the consistency piece because, you know, you'll adapt over time. Right. Yeah. And you being sore is means you're doing something right. But yeah, a lot of times it's because you're hitting something you haven't done before. Um, and that's also coming in where mobility, yoga, cold plunge, all this other stuff can help you recover better to where you can, especially in the beginning of your journey of if you are somewhat beginning working out, that's where that can help you get in the gym more compared to having to take days off, which is still necessary, but just um, better if you can get in more consistently. Yeah. I just started seeing a distance runner. Uh, she does like crazy runs in the office and we've just, I've, we've, I think we've done a few sessions together and she even noted after the first one, she could do more mileage and she could push herself a little bit more. She had more mobility. So obviously, you know, we're talking a lot about strength training, but any type of athlete can benefit from, you know, really prioritizing recovery. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we didn't, we talked about nutrition. We talked about, I was going to say for recovery, um, something that's sneaky helped me a ton is blue light blocking glasses. Oh, I've, Notice on my whoop, obviously, if you mitigate your screen time usage or TV usage closer to bed, um, you're going to get better sleep. But if you wear blue light blocking glasses, I remember the first day that I did that. The ones you were wearing during work. Yeah. yeah, The whole day, whenever I looked at the computer, I slept like a baby. And my whoop confirmed that, that it was like one of the best night sleeps I've ever got. So yeah, I definitely noticed that I have the complete red lenses that I wear at nighttime. And, and I do notice a huge improvement with that. Yeah, I get tired. I don't want to look at the TV. I'm just I'm exhausted. Um, Okay, so Oh, we talked the acupuncture mat. We totally forgot about that. The prana mat. Yeah. Have you used an acupuncture mat? Yeah, I I think I've used I haven't used it in a while, but I, I like them. I think they have great benefits. It loosens yeah. me up right away. Yeah. I remember I did one leg workout was super intense and I, it was like a week and my legs were still sore. And like, I still got to hit this workout and I'll take it easy. I put my legs like the back of my hamstrings on the mat and propped it up a little bit. I was like ready to go yeah. after like 15 minutes. It was wild. Yeah. I do love the acupressure. Mat. And I mean, all, all these ways of recovery, are all those different ways of getting new blood to these body parts, which is basically, this is, which is how you recover faster and a lot like different ways of doing them. That's what they all are, but still being able to do most of them together just speeds up recovery better and makes you feel so much better. How do you feel about the blood flow restriction, uh, you know, bands? Have you seen that? I've done it before. Yeah. I've done that for, I've done that for my arm before I've, I mean, you can immediately notice the differences in it as far as the, I, I don't know if people have heard of like the Normatec, um, like what they're calling, you put on your leg, oh, you yeah, put on your yeah. arm, your shoulder, basically it applies pressure to the muscle for however much time, 20, 25 minutes. Um, same thing, applying pressure, restricting blood flow, and then allowing blood flow to the new blood to run into the area, which aids in recovery. I think all that stuff is helpful, um, especially if you're really sore from a certain type of workout. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So if you're just starting out, you're just maybe getting into 
a fitness routine or something like that. I'm just, I'm, cause I'm thinking about people in our life, right? I'm thinking about, you know, your sister, she started a new fitness routine and she was asking about like protein, like, should I take a protein post-workout and all this kind of stuff. And then I think about people who they've been working out forever. So I want to make sure that this kind of information can cater to everybody. Um, do we want to start getting into some of the listener questions? Cause that'll probably take a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one is from Rachel, how to fuel without macro tracking. So, um, I, for me, I am prioritizing a whole food protein, eggs, beef, chicken. We eat a lot of beef. We eat beef pretty much every day of the week. Um, some tor- type of, usually I'm very, again, biased. I think we all are to animal protein because of its superiority to, um, amino acid complex, bioavailability, digestibility, nutrient profile, et cetera go on and on. Um, but I prioritize that and I just prioritize some, what, whatever whole food we have with carbohydrate, uh, whether it's, I mean, tonight we're having potato with steak. Um, maybe it's like homemade sourdough. Maybe it's like a rooted vegetable. Cause that's kind of what's in season now. It, I'm just really prioritizing whatever whole food around my meals. Um, and I haven't tracked macros in probably four years, maybe longer. How long have we been? Probably I've, I honestly been almost probably five years since I've put input anything to see. And, and I just, as long as you're prioritizing whole foods and making sure, okay, if you struggle with protein, if you're a female, try to get 30 to 40 grams of protein three times a day to make sure at least you're getting it 90 to hundred grams of protein. I would consider minimum if you're weight training, I really like my patients to get more, but I'd say if a hundred is what you can shoot for, then I'm happy with that. Cause most your goal weight isn't that your goal weight is another good one too or like your lean body mass so i'd say you know i I try to aim for that but like low end i mean most people are getting so much less than 100 grams women at least anyways that i mean i'm happy if they they do that what would you what would you guys say to that i mean i i was always i've always had trouble gaining weight which is what my goal um and i always never really got onto tracking macros counting calories etc I did it for a little bit when I first started um, this this off season in about October time. I just had to do it for a week, and you get an idea of about mm-hmm. how much calories are in this type of food, what what protein you're normally taking in, because most of our meals are similar throughout mm-hmm. the week, mm-hmm. especially if we're on some of a schedule. So you're able to kind of learn kind of what you are taking in, and then it, and if if you think time is an issue and you don't want to continue putting that into your phone or whatever tracker you have just looking and seeing how much um, certain food qualities and food nutrients are in things that you eat, you you get a good idea of what you eat and it ends up, you just kind of end up knowing what you should eat and what gets you to your goal. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, Hey, if you don't know what 30 grams of protein looks like, just track it. Or if you don't know what a hundred, you know, 30, 40 grams of carbs in a meal looks like, just track it. So you have an idea because Those like end, you said, you, you really figure it out pretty you quick. Figure out quick. Yeah. Right? yeah. Especially if you're eating similar things every day, which is me. And I feel I like macro tracking becomes a crutch for people because when they're just inputting everything and they're not actually learning like what this should look like when you're just putting it in as a calculator, like you shouldn't need to track for years and years no. to see where you're at. Like you should have a pretty good eye. Like those apps, those apps are like training wheels. Yeah, that's they're good like training those, wheels. That's how I like to look yes. at it. And personally, I mean, same thing as Ty. Um, I've had a little bit more experience tracking. Um, that's just because that's what I thought the fitness industry was supposed to. That's what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, Haley and I eat to satiation now as long as it's from uh, good sourced food. 
I guess is the best way to say it. You know, I try and eat a pound of meat a day around there. It's about 100 grams of protein, whether it be from chicken, grass-fed beef. Um, I do have a shake in the morning with uh, whole raw milk. Um, that usually knocks it out in itself. And then, you know, I, I usually eat uh, dairy products like yogurt, cheese, um, and seasonal fruit and vegetables. And that usually just gets the job, the job yeah. done there. Yeah. Um, how often do you sauna? Uh, sometimes for us, it's anywhere from f- five to seven. I'd say five to seven. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say five to six. Five to six. Yeah. yeah. I usually have one one day in the week where I don't, but I, I make it pretty consistent that after my workouts, I do it. And then one another, one other day, I usually do it. So if, yeah. if you have access to it, your threshold is going to be, you know, different each time that right. you go in. So maybe it'll, you know, be a couple of days a week that, you know, your body will allow you to do and kind of go from there. You build off that. For sure. And I, and touching on like the, I know we didn't go too much into the sauna and or cold plunge, but those have, greater benefits than just recovery. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the the body, what it can do to your body, what it can do for stress, what it can do for mental health. It's, it's not just for, for recovery. It, it, it just, the, the benefits that it has, I, it's almost too long um, of a list to say. I feel like a million bucks right now after what we just did. And you guys I, were in there longer than I was. I feel tired though. Like I feel after cold plunge, I feel very relaxed and very like tired. No, like very parasympathetic. Yes. Well, it, sh- it shocks your nervous system and you constrict everything and yeah. then new blood flow. It's just, there's very good for you. Yeah. I mean, there's you, so many help. We're not it, just doing it. It, for re- it releases dopamine, which is a feel good uh, neurotransmitter. Or yeah, you're right. Neurotransmitter. In, in your body. And that's, that's, you know, what people who take drugs, that's what they chase is that dopamine feeling. You, that's a natural way to feel great. So, yeah. It's a great natural yeah, natural ice, swap. Iceman Hoff over here. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I know I, I, I went to school for biology and psychology. I'm not a doctor, but I, I appreciate when people ask me questions about this kind of stuff because I do take the time to learn about this stuff, whether it's from you know Hoffman or Huberman Lab or for diet, carnivore MD yeah, and all those people. Yeah. I, I what I invest my time in is this in sports. So that's what I like to think that I know the most about. And I appreciate when people ask me those kind of questions. And that's why you're on the podcast. Cause you're passionate about it. Um, I like this question tips for going from a kettlebell to a barbell for deadlifts and squats, feeling intimidated. So I wouldn't feel intimidated because you already have the movement pattern. And I would argue that sometimes kettlebell is almost like you're so meticulous about form because I, of core. Yeah, I kind of wish that I did that. Yeah. Just because like I, you have such yeah. a strong foundation. Whereas when you go to a bar, yes, the weight is less central because the bar is out across, but just start with a barbell. So the female barbell, I have a female bar. We have two barbells, a female barbell and the male barbell, the female's 35. It, I think it's just more aerodynamic. Our hands fit on it better. It's not as long. I feel like it makes those movements that we're supposed to do much more crisp and clean. So I would start with that and then start literally just start with a barbell, yeah. then adding fives, adding two and a halves, adding tens, whatever you're comfortable with, with those same movement patterns. With barbell work, I think form is the most important thing. If you don't know what good form looks like, just YouTube it. That's how I learned to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe go to a couple different sources just to make sure that, you know, you're not basing it off of one person showing you how to do a deadlift or a squat or whatever the case may be. Um, and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Make sure you record yourself. Yeah, I was just going to say that. If you if you think you're doing something right, 
it might not look anything close to it. Yeah, that's um, why we have a tripod. You have a tripod. Like, but, but I'm not I'll, just recording myself to put it on my Instagram stories. A lot of times I'm doing that to just check my form and make sure everything looks okay. And go back and compare it to yeah. when you first started and the videos that you've been watching as to what good form is. Form, yeah, that's good too. But also if you have access to a mirror in the gym, yeah. that's I think that's real time. So you're seeing it when you're actually doing it. I, I mean, kettlebells are great, especially really core engaging. Um if you're using a barbell, if it's if you're front squatting, that's more core engaging. If you're back loading or whatever you're using it for, I think you honestly might find it'll be more weight, but I think you might find it once you get comfortable with it almost easier. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. I mean, going from I started with barbell to then kettlebell, I agree. Um, best form of exercise for people with autoimmunity. I think that really depends. I mean, with autoimmunity, you definitely don't want too much stress on your nervous system. So maybe that's just more strength training, less hit and endurance. But I mean, that's definitely a very like case by case dependent thing. Um, thoughts on creatine. Creatine's a great supplement. It's found in things like beef and steak and it's naturally it's occurring. Naturally occurring. Um, I mean, I researched it in college and I took it for a long time and I think it works really great. And I think if you get a good source, I think it, I mean, it's literally the most studied supplement that's out there. 100%. I take five grams a day. Uh, I also take a break, I think once or twice a year for a couple months. And you definitely want to make sure you're drinking enough water. A crazy amount of you water. You need to make sure you're, you're adequately hydrated with water and minerals. That's essential. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you probably hear everywhere else. I mean, creatine, like she said, is very highly studied. Um, it's, you need it in your body. I've, I notice when I, when I take it and when I don't take it, I do feel like I get a, a better pump, better results in my workouts. And I also, I also believe that it helps me recover better, but that also, if you're also eating it, um, bioavailable available from actual food too, along with just the supplement, I think that's ideal. Yeah, I'd agree. Protein after workout. Um, how soon after? I take it right after I've heard that. They say that muscle protein synthesis is what, 30 to 60 minutes. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't just immediately after take a protein shake. I mean, I, I have, I wind down after my workout is I, like I said, I think I that's saw, actually I better. And stuff. I, I, I think, think that is better, better too. And cause you're letting, you're so, you know, you're more sympathetic. Whereas then when you come down, digestion is more parasympathetic. So having, taking your, do you do a shake or do you do a whole food meal or both? Well, usually after my workout, it's around lunchtime. So usually I am eating some sort of lunch and I pair it with a shake not long after. And a, my shake is different. I I have about a almost 1,500 calorie shake that I intake depending. Sometimes I just use that for a meal. Sometimes I add that along with whatever leftovers or meal I'm having for lunch. Yeah. And I know I, yours is different too, Nick, because you're going to work. Yeah. So it's like part of I'm just your routine. I'm working out anywhere between 5.30 and 6, you know, for about an hour. Um and then I do whole milk, whole raw milk, um, two scoops away, depending on what I'm going to eat throughout the day. If I don't need 50 grams of protein off of that, I won't eat it. With no artificial. Um, no artificial. Um, and that's usually about 1,000 calories right there with two servings of milk. Yeah. Um, I usually have my whole food meal after – I usually work out, walk the dog, and then have – I'll have like bone broth and then my whole food meal. So it's, I'd say it's within kind of that 30 to 60 minutes. And I think that's the most natural way too, because then every time like 30, 60 minutes after I start to feel like I'm hungry. hungry. So it's like, that's the most natural way. It's like, I just burn all those calories and now my body's ready to intake more. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, we talked about the how to stay well-rounded in terms of strength and endurance, um, tips on how to create a personalized strength workout plan. I think, I think that's where contacting a professional or like working with a coach really comes into mind, especially if you don't know what that looks like for you. Not only are you going to get a plan written, they're going to teach you a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on how much you know. I mean, I I didn't have a plan. I I started getting a plan. Like, yeah, I went to college. So I started following that plan because we had really good strength coaches who knew based on what we needed to do, but I would make my own workouts up in high school. I knew enough about working out to where I separated my workouts into different days, you know, push, pull legs, you know, it doesn't have to be just like that, but being able to separate workouts as long as you know enough is a good start. No, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, and I don't think you need to be certified to make your own workouts. I think you need to see, okay, what are my goals? What is realistic for me? How many days can I get in there? Uh, What is my kind of work week or what is my day to day life look like? So that, you know, for me, I like to usually like on harder days where I've got a lot more going on. I don't like to put a lot on my plate in terms of workout. I like, maybe I'll make those lighter days or whatever, but I mean, you, you absolutely can make your own workout. Yeah. I also do want to say not everyone on social media and TikTok just because they look big knows what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> these people who are on crazy amount of trend and HGH doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Just because they're big doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. They would absolutely melt a USADA piss cup um, <laughs> for a drug test with all the stuff that they're on. Unfortunately, a lot of the fitness community is like that. And same thing, same thing with women too, just because they have – uh, they have a good figure. Um, I'm not saying for these people don't know what they're talking about, but just because they look good doesn't mean that you need to believe everything they say. Very true. Coming to workouts and what they eat and everything. I know. I hate when people post what I eat in a day because I'm like, that is just a recipe for like your gut to be on fire. Yeah. Just, whether it's bad food or like just. Uh, it's, it's not bio I feel like almost sometimes these people try and brag like they eat clean like nine, 99% of the time, but they want to post like, oh, I can eat this and like look like this. That does not portray that portrays yeah. a message like I can eat every single meal like this. Yeah. Every single meal is, you know, and social media, every crap nobody and, takes anything with a grain of salt. Everyone is like, oh, that just is what she does. So yeah, that's what I'm no, going to do. No. And that person does this. That means it's going to work for me No. Except if you're eating liver, because that will work for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if you if you want to be primal, you need to you should Start incorporating liver. Go eat that raw liver right now. Where is it? Okay. <laughs> no, don't. All right, whatever. Eat it right um, Anyways, okay. Best time to work out. Working out fasted. Uh, I think we just tend to because it's so early in the morning. Sometimes I'll have bone broth first. Are you really eating that liver right now? Only I would, so I have to. All right. Um, I had some this morning, so I'm just having a little piece. All right. Cut me off a piece. Can we just do this after the podcast? <laughs> Please. We're I, almost done. We got two I, more questions. I just work out in the morning because that's when I have time to. We talk about making time. I want to prioritize spending time with you and, you know, Tala at the end of the day and dinner. And, you know, I could work out for an hour and a half there, but that's not what I want to do. You're meditating in the morning. Um, in, yeah, but then I reading. come and work out. Yeah. But I mean, while you're doing that, I'm working out. I'll have a, I'll have a piece too. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. We're just Hold doing on, a we shot. Gonna, of, are we going to get a video? Yeah, I'm going to get a video. Okay, we just took a sh- Five seconds. Uh, liver shot, pretty much. That was great. Um, anyways, okay. So in terms of best... chasers? I did. Um, in, terms of, in terms of best time to work out, 
I would say anytime I'm a morning person, I do not like working. I, I would say find when you feel like you're most productive. I'm the most productive in the mornings. I get my hardest work done. Then I am very productive with work. I really love being active in the morning. So that was what works for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a morning person. I don't want to work out after work. I don't want to work out really in the afternoon. I don't want to most certainly work out after dinner because that just doesn't work for me, but that might work for you. And that's okay. So um, in terms of fasted, like we said, I mean, usually if it's super early in the morning, I'm not going to force myself to eat something. I don't work out fasted because it's going to make me lose weight. I just do it because I'm not going to force myself to eat something. Sometimes I'll have bone broth. That's very controversial in the hormone community right now. Everybody says it's the worst thing you could do. Whatever. I just really make sure that after I work out that I have a really, really nutrient dense breakfast to take stress off my system. And like I said, sometimes I'll do bone broth or something gentle on my system because it's so early in the morning. You work out early and then you work out midday because that's what works for your schedule. I, I, my workouts are pretty long, just involving uh, pretty long warm up, stretching, um, then, then lift, then arm care or then throwing an arm care. But yeah, I usually start my workouts around 11, 1130. I would love to work out mid afternoon, mid afternoon. Yeah. My schedule or, or even afternoon. I used to, you know, in college work out at night. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I it. And I know that's not great for your circadian rhythm, but I, I mean, I've found to like working out in the morning because I have to, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. Do you, so if you had to time, like would mid at morning be the time that is just preferred for you? Yeah, just like, I like being able to wake up, not have to rush, being able to make a good, strong breakfast and and have time to have coffee and then digest and work out. But then when, obviously you're in season, when you're in sp- spring training, that's one thing because you're on the kind of the early morning grind. Yeah. You're usually up when I'm up, similar. And then, yeah, then when you're in season, it's a totally different schedule. So you're obviously shifting where's well, now. And, well, I, that's why I'm kind of doing what I do now because it kind of uh, translates to what I do in season. I, yeah. mean, I, I, I would normally work out when I get to the field or after we stretch. So I'm at the field like one to anywhere from what, like one or two to 11 o'clock at night, depending on how long the game takes and how early I have to be there. But I am working out like midday usually. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to keep everything somewhat similar here. And which is, and I also work, I do baseball lessons at night here. So I'm, I'm trying to keep everything That's a good s- idea. somewhat similar. Yeah. I, ha- I mean, it's also because I have to, but I right. like that it's going to translate to when yeah. I play. The only thing that sucks though is sometimes like you're eating dinner at 10, 11 o'clock at night after games. Like there's some t- things that's about what I'm your doing schedule. Now. That's what I do now. I mean, I just, I am eating dinner after I teach baseball lessons. I, I eat and it's, and my eating patterns are really similar because okay. I eat, I eat breakfast around nine. I eat lunch around one, two. I eat uh, something small before I go coach or teach lessons like four o'clock or so. And then I eat dinner around eight, okay. eight, nine. So it's like, and that's kind of similar to how it is in season. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Last question is uh, base like where should someone who's 50 year old uh, start when she feels like things hurt when she lifts? So, I mean, one, you want to make sure your hormones are good because when you have shifting hormones that could cause muscle pain, but I mean, even just starting with wearing like walking or biking or just very like body weight exercises like Pilates is a good intro to that. Swimming's really good. But good on the joints. Yeah. Because staying active, especially when you're menopausal is, I mean, one of the most important things. I would say, I mean, yep. 
I understand that when we age, we stuff starts to hurt, but that that just means uh, a longer pre pre warm up or yeah. warm up. Like, yeah, if you maybe warm more up, mobility. You, it will it will help you in your workout, and it won't feel as bad. I yeah. found even the last couple of years uh, between twenty six to twenty eight, I I need to warm up. That's how it, yeah. Longer. It's uh, yeah. I agree. It's just what happens, but once you are warmed up, it sh- it, it helps a lot. No, don't stop though. I think yeah, that's the most yeah. important thing. If you a body in any... motion stays in motion. Absolutely, that's what I was gonna say. I stole your thunder. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else that we you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? No. A lot of it's mental. I know I touched on that, but a lot of it has to do with just wanting it. Um. Not making excuses for yourself because it's. You know, everyone knows the excuse. I'm not going to say it, but everyone knows. Everyone knows what it is. But it's, I mean, it, you will find yourself in your journey so much easier if you just take time to do what you set out to do. I agree, and it's just, I mean, the uh, health benefits that you get from it—not just aesthetically, mentally, cognitively, uh, socially. I mean, you just you have this newfound confidence. I feel like that I would not have if I didn't train and I didn't. I don't know. I, I obviously it's a huge part of our life. Tyler and I ha- got to watch my dad essentially just work out every day. You know, we had a model like a, you know, yeah, Oh, this is what we're supposed to yeah. do. Right. Like, this is so cool. Like watching my dad be super strong, listening to like this hard rock music, you know, like we had a di- very different upbringing than I understand that other people do. And so that's just kind of ingrained in us. That's what we do. Right. That's, that's, I don't know. It's just it's something. Yeah, I but also inspired. I think a lot of people can find this love in it. I mean, yeah, the, totally. Whether it's the way you feel afterwards or w- how you want to look. I mean, it's it's a lot of people, especially if you were a prior athlete, even if you weren't, it's just something something good to do every day. Some a goal to have. I mean, I think having goals and anything in life are really huge. But having this be a goal that's not work related, I think, is really cool. That's I agree. that's what I was gonna say. Going back to what I said right at the beginning, set goals because if you don't know where you want to go, you're probably not gonna get there or know how to get there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, love it. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. We're gonna go make some steaks and grass fed grass fed steaks. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'd love to hear your listener thoughts. If you're not following Nick. Uh, with you, you can plug your IG handle if you oh, want. Oh, my IG handle. I've never <laughs> had to do this before. It's uh, <laughs> Nick Chiz at N I C K C H I I Z, or just go to Haley's profile. Yeah, that. you can find them. Tag Ty, do you know yours? I'll put, yeah, I can... and, and mine is T Shoff 29, T S C H O F F 29. You guys are rookies. You don't have to usually spell things out. I'll put it in the show notes, but I like that well, you, some I like the Mine is in November, I was in India. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It was fun doing this with you guys. Uh, now we can kind of officially relax for the holiday season. But this will be the first podcast that everybody will listen to uh, in the new year. So I'm excited. Start the new year off primal. Stay primal, eat liver. <laughs> Set goals. <laughs> Set goals and, uh, I don't know, move your body. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Woo!